10 seconds remaining. Take it. It comes back to Burton from out wide. He strikes it. He likes it. And the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs have pulled off a miracle. What a win by the Dogs. Burton from out wide kicks the field goal. They win it. 15 to 14. Watch it again. Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and for the first time in a few weeks, me and Burjo are back together doing the pod. It's been a few weeks going on our own. Tough few weeks, I guess, in super coach world as well for the both of us. Haven't done great. How are we going? Well, yeah, not amazing in terms of super coach, but I'm still, I'm still seeing green arrows. I've seen green arrows the last two weeks. Just like slight little hundreds. Yep. Just, I'm just doing enough to stay on par, but there's just a few guys I'm missing in my team. I don't have the trades to service it. I think when I look back this year, it's really just been my start was so poor that I've used so many trades trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah. When I should have just been trying to play the long game and be like, oh, yeah, okay, let's just see, let's do the best we can and then come home strong. But I, I tried to do too much during that origin period, didn't quite get the reward that I wanted, kind of struggled in the second and third major buy, whereas I really dominated that first one. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of went too hard, got caught out by having Cody and Guffo in, in um, 19 as well. Yeah, very unfortunate that yeah, was. Yeah, so it's been very tough year in general compared to what I'm used to. But, you know, I've got the guys I want at the moment. The only guy I'm really missing... Is Harry Grant, and I'd like to have Nakora, but the Sharks are struggling, so yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm okay with how I am. It's just not been that year that I really wanted. Like, pod moves haven't paid off for me. Maybe I've been looking in the wrong areas. I've just sort of been – I feel like I've been holding the wrong people all year. Mm. Like, I held I held Rachel when I probably shouldn't have. I held um, – what's his face? Uh – Held trades at where was it? Instead of getting Nakora for Connor Willamelu, I held him because I really liked his duel. Yeah, that's right. And he was dropping cash. Yeah, and that really, really, that was a really pivotal moment in my year. He's turned it around now. But yeah, but for the period before when he was on the bench, he, that was the one I really wanted to talk about. I just I held him thinking that he was going to be really good. But instead of playing using a bit of logic, he was six fifty k. When I was looking to sell him, or when, yeah. when I when I was had the decision to hold or sell, yeah, and I really should have moved him on to a gun, but instead I just sort of let him lose all his cash, and you know it's just been those times where I haven't been able to capitalize, mm. and I've, all it all comes back to my start where I've tried to use too many trades and boosts to really make up that ground, and whereas you, you you've played that long game, held trades, sold the guys that you need to. And not, not really been forced into some cells. Yeah, I think there's a happy medium in between us, though, because I feel like myself, I've learnt a lot this year about how I play super coach. I played so conservative this year. And I've just sort of looked back and I've only really grabbed a handful of pods all year. And I think the pods that I have grabbed and even the ones that I've looked at and not done has been the potential for my best moves. So I look back, starting with Nick Meany, served me really well at the time. Going early on Multalo was like round 10 like he scored well there as a pod for me then I just look back over the last like four weeks I've not even probably since like the start of the buy period I've been identifying guys that have low ownership and 
have the potential to score really well. And I think I've got a lot of them right, but I haven't brought any of them into my team. Mm. And um, it's hard, like, situationally. Like, I don't want to be selling players that aren't screaming sell, but I think sometimes I think I've just learned that I just need to back what I see as a buy and take the upside. Yeah. Like, last week, pod segment, I think three guys I circled out, Bradman Best, Isaac Tungo, Matty Timiko the week before... Got to drink water. I was a big one, obviously. Yeah, that's the one we've spoke about for ages. Um, I think it's just I've sort of looked back and I've only sort of grabbed two or three pods all year, and I've just played it too safe with my trades that I've used and the quantity yeah. of how many I've saved. So I think if I had my time again, as in the next few years, I will be a bit more aggressive yeah. with trading because I think it's shown I haven't really moved rank all year. Mm. And the plan was to move late, but unless there's some real carnage now, the trades up my sleeve that I have really aren't going to benefit yeah. me too much from here. Mm. So, yeah, I think I've learned that about... Well, it's definitely, yeah, as you said, a happy medium between both extremes. Like, you play it very conservative. I feel like the way I always play Supercoach is I want to get the big score before everyone else does. Yep. And obviously I've kind of contradicted myself by not playing Hines in round four. Everything I've been doing has just been trying to make that up. Like, I, I keep trying to target these guys where I look maybe two weeks ahead and they've got a really good matchup, but they've still got decent matchups before that. Like, and I try to get on them before they go 100 plus. And I've gone too many of them and they haven't really worked out. Like, Nofalim is the obvious one that stands out. Like, uh, it's just they really need to, you need to have some security and some trades up your sleeve to get them out if they don't work. And I haven't really supported that. It's interesting you bring that up because that sort of takes me to... It's probably not the most defining point of my season, but it's a big one. Last Sunday, I said, stuff it, I'm going to make the risky play and go on Nathan Cleary if he plays against the Dolphins and I get that score at 10% ownership. That's real nice. And I sold Sean Johnson and Nathan Cleary and we all know how that ended up. And I said to you the day after, I was like, I was greatly swayed by what Nico Hines did in round four, thinking here's my chance to get on it here. Yeah. It was just a real unfortunate situation. So I ended up with Mitch Moses in my team last week due to Cleary not playing. As we know, didn't score very well. So yeah, I, I, it was sort of a point where I had reflected, as I have here on my season, just playing too conservative. And I was like, he's probably 50-50 to play. Let me just take the risk. It's unfortunate that happened, but... What can you do? Yeah, it's, it's a big a learning experience year. this year. It has been a tough year, especially after we both, you know, you were, you were up in the top 50 at one point last year. Mm. I, I sort of came home late, ended up in the top 400. Um, it was, we all did, we both did pretty well last year mm. throughout many periods of, of the year. But um, yeah, it just shows this year, you know, a few things don't go your way. And it's, it's what you do after things don't go your way that like, I feel like I've just tried to catch up too many points in too many different places instead of like sort of sticking with the pack. Yep. Whereas you feel like you might have stacked with the pack too much. Way too much. And I sort of look at my side now. I was playing you in a head-to-head on the weekend. I looked at the difference between our two sides and there were guys that you might feel that you would have liked to hold, like say like Jackson Fords mm. or, you know, plotter territory guys or a Jacob Preston yep. that I have just stuck with through from round one. But then I look across at your team, you have these Adam Fanua Blakes, um, chance to do a clock star type of guys that aren't as, you know, vanilla 
that really pay off. But they're fun to own, yeah. Yep. So I think that's where I've sort of just learned my game. When I do see opportunities with some, you know, aggressive moves that I think I just need to take them yep. moving forward. Back your gut. Yep. It's the biggest thing in Supercoach. We'll get straight into the TLT now from here. Um, it's a big one. A lot of big returning names this week. Yes. Superstars. Good for footy. Good for super coach options. So we'll get straight into that. For the Dragons, they see Tyrell Sloan, Jack Bird and Jacob Little return. And the Tigers get Nofaluma and Dane Laurie back. There's no super coach relevance in this game here whatsoever. So hopefully some good names return to the game like Make it watchable. Yeah. Oh, if you bought Boar a few weeks ago, yep. um, he's named it Lock. Yeah, so interesting. So that, that could be, you know, a decent pie option. Decent decent sort of, you, you've come out all right there because you scored a lot all right off the bench. Yep. Now he's going to play pretty good minutes at Lock, I expect. Um, I wonder what happens with Bateman. I hope he doesn't end up shifting to the middle at all and Boar plays edge. Be interesting what happens there because <coughs> I thought they were settled. Hmm. But they've sort of made way for Bloor to get heavier role in this lineup. But I think yeah. it's a good idea because Bloor's a pretty genuine, talented oh, yeah. footballer. So He's been I really think good. they're doing the right thing by getting him in here. Yeah. Um, for the Warriors, Murata Niakore and Bunty Afoa returns to strengthen that pack. And against the Raiders, who get Horsburgh, Papali'i and Pasami Solo in. So some big middles returning in that game there. South Broncos, big ins in this one as well. Trail Mitchell, Campbell Graham, Jai Arrow, Harm Saleh and Jacob Host for Souths. And Broncos with Reese Walsh and Payne Haas back in. Moving forward, Titans Roosters. Tino suspended for three weeks as AJ Brimson returns after resting last week for the Titans as well as Teddy off the rest last week. For the Knights Melbourne game, Dane Gagai returns for the Knights on the right edge and Melbourne will run out the same 17 as will the Cowboys against the Eels. Campbell Gillard and Sevo both suspended and this Jermaine Hopgood Quite relevant to him. I was very keen to sell him this week, yeah. but I think with Campbell Gillard gone, I'll talk about it more later. Hopgood, you can hold him now. 100%. And I, was, I have a question about Sevo. I think he was named. So I'm, they must be fighting it? Yeah, he was named, but I think he's no chance. Yeah. Um, Wanga Blake, I think, was rumoured to be a chance. Wanga And um... Dunster. Dunster, yeah. They're the two on the extended. Well, there you go. I, I just thought it was weird how he was named. I don't think there's any... No, yeah, no grey area. Just random, yeah. Panthers dogs, big ins for the Panthers for the poor dogs to run up against. Mm. Cleary, Crichton, Toto, Martin and Yo. Wow. Big five names there. And the dogs lose the halfback in Toby Sexton. So Flanagan moves into the seven and Alan Moddy into the starting side in the centres. For the Sharks, mass changes. Wilton, Graham and Moylan all out. I think Graham and Moylan deservedly out of the 17 here after yeah. the defensive effort they've shown over the last yeah. month or so. Tracy into the centres as Talakai moves to the bench. Probably cover for um, the young Colquhoun. I don't even yeah. know how to pronounce the Colquhoun, name. Colquhoun, I think, maybe. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't tell you. Cover for him there off the bench on the back row. And Trindle comes into the halves with Nico Hines. Hines still goal kicks? Yeah, I do. I do think that. But Trindle, great great move for the shark in my, Sharks, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't hate Matt Moylan, but I wouldn't say he's anywhere near a player that I like in, in the NRL. He's very good in attack, but it's yeah. just defensively he's been shown up. And when Teague Wilton got injured early on in this game, we saw Wade Graham move to the left edge. It really exposed one Moylan, but also Talakai. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully the Sharks can turn it around, but I'm just worried it might be too late. Like, they've seemed to have some real serious issues on those edges defensively. But that's the thing. It's not actually too late. They're still, they're, they're still placed right in the there. top four. It becomes too late once they drop a game like this to Manly. Yeah, okay. That's when it really becomes an issue. Because right now, I think we're all predicting that they're going to, you know... Finish around Fly the straight yeah. out of this eight. Yeah. But if they just win a couple of these tougher games that'll be coming up, they can still finish just outside the four. Hundred percent. It's just I just think sides know where their weakness is, and that's out oh, of yeah. those edges. Hundred percent. That that's why they've lost to these top eight sides because they do their homework and they know that there's so much space out there. So if they can fix it, maybe they're a chance. Um, if you still own Ronaldo, I think I'd be trying to move him on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk about we him later, that, but just because um that's on because Tracy, I don't I don't think he's. Going to be able to get him as much as Talakai. Yeah, Talakai's a lot better for yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, that's the big change there. Yeah, before Manly, um, Lodge and Kepi come onto the bench for Sipley and Bullymore. A couple of changes there. I think there's a few out there that would own Toff Sipley. Yeah. They'd yeah, possibly have a Warriors front row on by next week. That could be quite frustrating. But just as much, there could be some that have Kepi that might be able to cover next week with him in that case. Yep. We'll move on to the options for each game here. First of all, Tigers and the Saints, there's nothing in terms of buying any players here that's irrelevant. You do have for the Tigers your Buller, Bateman, Bloor. I think they're all holds at this point. What about Lomax? Well, he's in the centres. Mm, yeah, but I still think he could be all right. Yeah, he definitely could. <clears throat> no more buyers. Are you going to, considering like the dual flexibility, let me get the price up because Reese Walsh sitting around 630k, Lomax... Probably about 100k cheaper. He's at 560. It's a good right price. Yeah, it's a nice price for Lomax. But People don't have trades, and it's just too much. It's just a weird buy. Like I, I, I can't imagine he wins a season. But he did look really good, even even though he was he was in the centres most of that game oh, two mm. weeks ago. He looked good in the centres, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, he always does. Is this team going to win any games on the run home for Lomax to score well in, though? Read me the draw. We've got Tigers this week, so obviously very good there. Manly, Para, Souths, Melbourne, Warriors, Knights. Okay, gets hard at the end. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be... I mean, I just think it's one to maybe consider because... The floor's very good. He can score tons, too. Like, we've seen that. He, he has a he has a big one in him. Before he scored 130 against the Raiders in 19... Every one of his scores since round five range between 40 to 75. So it's just the floor that you expect from Lomax. Mm. Um, I mean, it could go well for you. I, I don't love it personally. I, I think, like it, but I don't love it. I think if I had trades, I'd be considering it. It's fair. Just, it's a, it is a nice pod in my opinion. Um, but yeah, as you said, that, that draw does not sound good at the end. So no, I wouldn't be going there. As for the Tigers, boys, I'd keep Bateman, Buller, Bloor. All reasonable for yeah. me. Once Buller's this cheap, I think you go through with him. Scored a double last week. Vice Captain Buller in this game, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, you could. And then get a look at Trell. Move him on to Trell next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, following game, the Warriors and the Raiders. First of all, Sean Johnson. Now he scored very well last week against, well, as we mentioned, a very rough Cronulla edge, and it was sort of just. Two extremes for each side. The Warriors have a very strong right edge. Sharks, very weak left edge defensively. Do you think you could go Sean Johnson over a Hines or a Cleary? 100% you could. Um, would I do it? I don't think so at the moment, but I reckon 100% you can. Um, 
If I was going to pick two out of those three halves to run home with, I think I'd say Cleary and SJ. And that might be a very unpopular opinion. Um, and I, I, won't, I won't confirm that until I see how Cleary looks. Mm. But that last, the draw for SJ is so good. After his buy, I know a lot of people with trades will go Hines to SJ. Yep. Um, I obviously don't have trades, so that doesn't really, doesn't really uh, affect me. But I think that's going to be a really good move. Um, I know Hines is averaging 100, and I'd hate to go against someone who's averaging 100. Um, I wouldn't go move that. I wouldn't move to SJ from Hines this week. Mm. SJ is a buy next week, and Hines... I want to have a look at what the Sharks look like this yep. week, for sure. Yep. Um, but definitely on your run home, I'd consider Cleary and Eshda as your two guys. Yeah, as for Sean Johnson specifically, I think he very much could average, say, 90-plus on the run home. Yeah, 100%. However, I think the floor is so much lower compared yep. to the Hines and Clearies of the Worlds. 100%. But I had a look uh, last night, and his bad scores against are against good teams. Yeah. Those low scores are against good teams, or... I mean, South are also a good team, but it was very rainy that day, and that is going to be a problem um, with the home games in New Zealand. They can be, I mean, anywhere they can be rainy, but New Zealand does have. We've seen a few of them this year. Yeah, so I think this week's also meant to be quite rainy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think you could still do it though. Yeah, I think you can too. Yeah, that that run home is so good, and he's playing career best footy at the moment, um, and that's a big call considering how good he was in twenty eleven. Yeah. 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 I, I'm i not for it personally, but I think it's a very viable option. It's, I'm also greatly swayed by the fact that I had to sell Sean Johnson last mm-hmm. week to yep. make that pod move to Cleary, and it's just too much. Well, to I haven't owned him all year. Him. He's been a pretty tough day for Ad. Yeah. As, as I'm lucky that I had Moses there, who was scoring really well. And you had Nickel Clock start to sort of And I had chance, that. so the Warriors games are all, all still fun to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm considering doing it myself, and I'll talk about it in my trade plans, but I think SJ is a great option. Yeah, and I want to get on to these other Warriors boys. First of all, Nickel Clockstar. I think I'm going to have to find a way after this buy to get in yeah, on him. I agree. Because I don't think I can have none of these Warriors on the way home. Yeah. Another guy I like, obviously, DW said. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I better get him and Chance in 23, but I'm going to do all I can to try and get them both in. Yeah. The draw's elite. Um, that right edge is elite. And Dallin's going to get on the end of a lot there. Yeah, I'm heavily considering it after the buy. Final one for Noah Blake. Do you think we're going to see a fair few attacking stats on the way home from him? Yeah. That's, That's why I bought him. It was him or Nakora um, in uh, round 19 who I was going to buy. Yep. Um, I needed a forward. Um, I liked AFB because he could cover my front row last week where mm. I had a tarp and I would have had a couple of AE. Yep. And um, I'm obviously so happy I bought him. Um, yeah, and I bought him for that draw because I, I know that he has the highest upside of pretty much any front rower. Maybe you could say Tino. Yep. Um, they both have genuine upside. Tino's obviously out now, so AFB becomes that guy who can hit 100 plus pretty easily. Like, he, he did this on the weekend with relative ease. Yep. I know he scored that try, but... He, did he end up getting the assist on the did. offload? He got that assist, okay. which he, I think he should have. Yeah. Because Ford, all Ford did was catch and pass. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I'll, I really, really like him. Interesting AFB. point here as well around AFB and Torhu. My worry, you remember a while back when I was very hesitant mm-hmm. on buying Torhu and I should have been more yep. hesitant with it. My worry was that fully healthy, this was going to be a full forward bench. 
Mm-hmm. It's not right now. Freddie Lussie yep. stays on the bench and Siren and Curran don't find their way into yep. this side. Whether it stays like this, I don't I know. When Jazz comes back, I expect Lussie to drop out. But even then, I don't think it matters for Fanil Blake. I yeah, really AFB, don't I don't matters. think it does. I think it's Tohu. That I think really it does matter for Tohu me. because they, they look their best when Dylan Walker is playing lock. And when Adam is on the field. And bring as good as Tohu yeah, is, Adam yeah. and Dylan Walker are the game changers for this pack. Yeah, I think they, they really look their best with Barnett and AFB coming off Dylan Walker in the front row. Like those three in the middle there. Yep. And Tohu's playing more of a prop role at the moment. He still has those lock minutes at the start before Dylan Walker comes on. But he, I think he's, he's uh, almost PPM will be better. Yep. But I don't expect the minutes. I think the minutes will be 60. Yep. Max. It makes me look back and think how, not strongly against Tohu I you was, were. but I was against it. I, and I, I caved into doing it in round 13 and that hurt me. Yeah. Hurt me a lot. And I was also, after that Anzac Day game, a big fan of AFB, but I didn't do it because of the history that we'd seen from him. Yeah. Sort of the letdown as a super coach option. Well, he's, ne- he's never been good for any of us. So... That hurts looking back on that. Mm. Um, as for Canberra, Horsburgh and Tarpanay, I think you can sort of expect them to average between 65, 70 rest of season. You'd be happy with that, and I think that's what we'll get from those two. Yeah, I think I prefer Horsburgh, though. As a guy who owns Tarpany, doesn't own Horsburgh, I think Horsburgh, well, I think I'll average over 70 on the run home. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards him as well. Yeah. Um, Tarpany's one that I will really want to watch this week. Um, if he starts to, you know, not quite score the way I want him to, he might become a Selkend. Well, as I said, with all these middles back, Papali'i, Horsburgh and Solo, we probably expect Type and his minutes to not be great again. Yeah, but even then, we saw what he did at the end of last year. When the minutes, they were still good, but they weren't They weren't huge, that they weren't huge, yeah. They were 55 and he was scoring 80s. So, and he can do that. We've seen, him, we've seen he can do that. Moving on to the south side. First of all, Troy Mitchell. Um, there's a big argument to go early on him. Yep. I think the break even is about 130, 140-odd. Price around 830K. Mm-hmm. The matchup this week isn't ideal against Brisbane, probably one of the better defensives in the comp. Um, Doesn't mean he can't score that. He can't score well. Yeah, 100%. Souths, they haven't been together as a core for about a month, six weeks-ish. There's a lot of reasons to say wait a week, but at the same time, when there's enough people that will wait a week, you could get a good score out of Troll here. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, if you can, I would go for him. Um, that, As I said earlier in the episode, you want to get on these guys before they have their big score. Do I think it'll be this week? I honestly I, think no. I'm not confident that it'll be this week, but I still think he can score well this week. Yeah, he very much can. Wouldn't surprise me. He's a big game player. he come out and score two tries. And when he scores tries, they're always off line breaks. Like he is a, he will he will run over you, get to the line. He accumulates the points quickly when he starts touching the ball. And he doesn't have to touch it very much either. Yeah, it's incredible. After death riding him earlier in the year, he can touch the ball five to ten times in the game and still score one thirty. Well, Trell was my favourite player going into this year. Like in terms of, I wanted him in my team all year, and. If I buy him this week, he will be every game that he's played. I will own him for. Yeah. Which is yeah. I I can't watch your show without owning him. Um, and the it's other guy, the other guy, Cody. I'll be trying to get it in whenever you can. I think if you didn't own Cody this week, I'm alright waiting one week. Especially as a lot of us own AJ, you can hedge it well enough this week. But in the situation where they don't play well, and you have Cody 
and AJ in that left edge could be quiet against a pretty strong Broncos right edge defensively with Cobo and Staggs. I'd I'd be hesitant bringing Cody this week compared to Trell because Trell doesn't need much to accumulate his points. Yep. Cody um, needs... I understand that, but Cody just tore apart Queensland. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I feel like he can do it against anyone. Then again, do I expect him to go over 80 or 90? Probably not. Cody also big 130-odd break-even. Yeah. I'm tempted. Well, I'm not tempted. I will wait a week and then very much be looking at him next week. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm happy to own him this week. Yeah. But if I didn't, yeah, I'd be waiting until next week. Especially with some of the priorities that we still probably have that probably yeah. just... If you don't own for feeder or query. Yeah. yeah. For the Broncos, a couple of interesting options here. Payne Haas and Reese Walsh, both pretty underpriced yeah. for what they can do. Their run home isn't brilliant. I'll pull it up. It's bad. Um, From memory. It's not awful. Like, considering it's the Broncos, but you'd like a softer draw yep. for them. So they've got Souths this week, Roosters the next. That's okay. Cowboys, not great, but no, you could hard. still back the Broncos to win that one. Mm, yeah, perhaps, yeah. Um, Para, you're happy with that at the Yeah, that's a good, uh, to me that's a good matchup. And then the awkward thing is the buy in 25 going into the Raiders and the Storm. So I don't love it. I think Walsh, you'd have to, you'd be taking a big risk. Going Reese Walsh now. I think Haas, the draw doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Unless you're playing... I think he didn't score well against Penrith this year in pretty good minutes. I think Penrith really held him. Um, yeah, 63 against yeah, Penrith. Yeah, so other than Penrith, I'm not worried about 63 Haas. and 79 in his two games. Yeah. Haas, I think I almost definitely will be buying. Yeah. Under 700k, I'm more than happy to pay that for Haas. Whether that's from Torhu Harris or Max King, I don't know. It depends what I need to do with the cash. As for Cody Walker and the like. Yeah, Haas, I think I'm happy to go towards, but Walsh, geez, he'd be taking a big risk. And I've seen people look at it, but I don't think I like it. Um, no, not when Luttrell's there, Drinky's there, and Guffo's there. I think those are your three yep. real premium fullbacks at the moment. Yeah, agreed. Moving forward to Newcastle. This left edge, it looks elite. We could have seen a bigger score from Greg Marju this week if he hadn't bombed that try. Ponga, it's... The last week, if you don't have Ponga, he's 850k, negative 30 break even. And I tell you what, I'd still want to do it because, yes, he plays Melbourne here, but then he goes Raiders, Dolphins, Bulldogs. Oh, my God. Also plays the Dragons in round 27. Sharks in 26 is also a pretty good matchup as that's, well. Yeah, that's good. So, at home, too, against the Sharks. Any time he's at home, I still think he'll be good for 50. Five of their plus. seven is at home on the run home. Even this week against Melbourne, I think he'll still score well. He's in such good form. Um, you have to own him. I'd, you'd, it's tough yeah. to not go with Ponga, so I think you'd have to grab him. Um, best, as I said last week, really good pod. Still priced reasonably, 630k, very low break even. You could still take a swing on best. What did he score? Last week, let me pull that up. His break even's negative five this week, still 2% ownership, so just a major pod. 64 last week with the one try. Yeah. Um, and still basing the world. Draw's really good. Uh just think I like better options to send away. Let me pull up Marju priced you at have to own Marju. 714k. I reckon you have to own him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go without him. Yeah, base is so good. He's averaging 80. Yeah. And they've got a good draw, 5 out of 7 at home. He's the best. You could say he's the best center wing. I'd say probably the second best behind Val Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd he's agree. He's right there. Yeah, I'd, 
as many pieces as you can get on this Newcastle left edge, I think the better because they're looking really, really smooth. Probably just about the best in the comp right now with that Cowboys left edge that Val Holmes is on yep. with Murray Telling. For the Storm, do you think you can fade months the rest of the season now if you've gone to this point? Because as an owner, as I've said for a while, I really think you should be fading him if you yeah. don't own. I can't fit him in. I've got Ponga Cody, Luttrell, or whoever I buy at fullback, I might be Val. And Gutho. And then Gutho. I can't, I can't buy him. And um, I'm fine with that. I know he will score well when they play. They play like the Titans and yeah, there's the, a couple of nice the Raiders and there, Amy. But like, not enough. He, he, I know he'll score well in those games, but I, my five eights are going to be fine. My fullbacks going to be fine. I'm not. I'm not stressing to bring him in. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages under seventy from here, here on in. Yeah. I'm just glad that his ownership is higher now because when I owned Munster as a pod through Origin, I was worried when he went thirty five, forty two. Now his ownership sits at just under thirty percent. Bit of relief for me because yep. I feel like he could just die off. He had a not a lucky but. A late assist to Coates at the end of that game could be another low one there for months. So I think if you're with him, fade now. Harry Grant, however, played very well on the weekend. Still under six fifty k. You'd want Grant inside now. Hooker with the options that are around him. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't really see anyone you could forego um, him for at the moment. An antipod with maybe Cody Nicarima. I like Nicarima and I like Egan. Great draws. But, um, but even then, you'd still want Grant. Yeah, and I'm starting to. I might not go with. I might not. Own him, and I'm really scared about it. Yeah, just because he's so much better than every other hooker. Nick Arima, if he can play fullback rest of the season, comparable option for sure. But I don't think there's anyone else. Yeah, yeah. They, they can compare to him. You can run other hookers instead of him, but you're going to be 100% sacrificing points every yeah, week. Yeah, you'll lose 20, 5, 25, 10. Nick Arima is the only one that I think yeah. could go home, averaging yeah. close to him. Maybe Cook. But they're still another buy, so... they another buy. Great draw, and Luttrell... Uh, Cook doesn't score well when Luttrell's there, I don't think. Like, really? I, I haven't really looked into that. I, um... Well, uh, it's just sort of a... Gut feel. Yeah. It started the year really slowly, when Souths were playing really well. Mm, true. Right? It, he, Cook is better when he has to run. When he's got Luttrell there, Cody the there... He just needs to give good service. Yeah. Run when it's on, but he won't force it, and... You want him when he, when he really forcing those runs, you yep. know, trying to bust bust tackles. Like. As he was when Latrell initially went out. Yeah, exactly. Out of the side. Yeah. Moving on to the Cowboys, Scotty Drinkwater now one point zero five mil. He's. Mm. Oh, it really hurts me looking back at these scores. Um, what about the Cowboys? Incredible. It's crazy how they've turned it around. All I think it all starts in the middle of the field for them. Yeah. Their pack has really turned around and just... Their bench last week was one of the best benches I've ever seen before. Well, that's life. the thing. On paper, you see Cotter, Talma, Lolo, McLean. Um, the edges they have in Nanai. Finifalaki. Um, yeah, he's a gun too. Griffin Name coming off the bench. He's solid. It's really just opened things up. They've won field position and the silkiness that they have in Drinkwater, Dearden, mm. Holmes, even the chat at halfback. Hess is playing good footy too. It's just a lot going right right now for them. Mm. Scotty Drinkwater, his ownership, 8%. Wow. It's just still so low. He's gone 75, 95, 117, 104, 95, 
140, 173, 86. He has been, other than... Um, it's just an amazing Hines, he's run. He's been the best player in Supercoach. An amazing run. He's not going to slow down, keep scoring well. So I think if you have him, he's... <laughs> a guy that's a million dollars under 10% ownership is crazy. Yeah. It really is. 100%. Um, all those Cowboys are just incredible. Um, the guy who I really like is um, Val Holmes. Yeah. Now, I know, I know Drinky is, what, 200K more than him? So that's why I'm kind of looking at Val. You get such a good floor from Val as yeah. well. We saw that at the start of the year. The floor is so good. You just can't go wrong. I hate buying him, though, because I sold him earlier. But, yeah, I'm very, very tempted to... What's his, what's his price? 865. 865. At least you sold him early. Yeah. Some of us held him all the way through to round 13 without getting much reward. You sold him before 150, didn't you? Yep. Um, yep, the week before. Read me their draw for, for me, please. Para, Titans, Broncos, buy in 24. Okay. Sharks, Dolphins, Penrith with probable restings in 27. Mm. Whereas the Cowboys will not be resting. I'm very much considering him over Luttrell at fullback this week. And, it's and a very good week, point, actually. The next week, what I'll do, I'll go Manu to Luttrell. It's a very good point. Yeah. What do you reckon? What's his BE, Val? Um, oh, let me get that back. 79. Well, someone has to move. Um, but Parra is Decent matchup at home. At home. Yeah. He'll go 70 part. I, I don't expect him to score under 70. I hadn't considered that move, to be honest. I think I'm going to Yeah. And then I can get Wichel next week. I will have to cop an AE next week. But that's fine. When when got, I've got a pretty strong side. Yeah, when you've got a lot of Warriors in there, yeah. you don't worry about that. You don't really have any AE nightmares. Yeah. For Para, however, Clint Gutson, quite a popular sell. Where do you sit on that as an owner? Um, yeah, you could sell him, I reckon. To draw, draws tough. Has a buy. Um, but who are you selling him to? Yeah, Luttrell? that's the question. Luttrell, sure you can get him another way. If you've got Guffo and um, Drinky and you want Luttrell, fair enough. That's... I think it's more a matter of making the money work. Yeah. And I think that people are trying to free up options to get your feeders, clearies. It's probably easier just going Gutho instead still... of moving like a mid-centre wing. Yeah. He still scored 60. He barely touched the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's kind of crazy to sell him after he's just scored, what, like three or four tons in a row. I'll be holding him. Yeah, and I think it's a very good hold, especially yeah. as the lower ship gets owner. Um, lower. Yeah, ne- next week, maybe, when Rochelle plays the Tigers. Um, I don't know who Parra play. I assume it's a tough game. Mm. Um, they, don't play, they don't have a good game for a while. Might be Brisbane or something like that for Parra. Um, tough. So uh, you, you could do it next week, but um, let's just see how Guffo p- plays this week. Yeah, the I matchup's agree. not that hard. I agree. In my opinion. It's not the end of the world. Now I'm happy to hold Guffo. Another guy I'm happy to hold, Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah. I think when this pack was fully fit, I was I was set on selling him to Fafita last week. Um, I'll talk about more of my trades later. But I didn't do that because I wanted to hold that boost up my sleeve. I thought, how much higher can Fafita go than Hopgood? Is it really worth the boost now? So I pulled that back. They ended up scoring the same, and Hopgood saw Campbell Gillard drop out of the pack. So... It's good things for him moving forward. Yep. Hold him rest of the year. I think they got the buy late, which you might flip then. If you have the trades, do it, depending on where you're sitting. But for the next four weeks without Campbell Gillard, you're pretty happy. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, I haven't owned him all year. Sucks. He's so good. Yep. Yeah. For the Panthers, 
As I mentioned last week, Isaac Tungo was an elite pod to jump on. He's now sitting above 720k, so I think he missed the boat there. This is one of the situations where it's very reactionary. Yeah. Um, Toto is 100k cheaper. I prefer yeah, Toto. Don't do it now. Yeah. Um, Nate Cleary mentioned him earlier when we were talking about Sean Johnson, but can we miss him? Um, if you are going to miss Cleary for me, don't watch the game this weekend. Uh, if you're buying a halfback this week, I'd buy a Cleary. Yep. Um, and then I'd look, if I had trades, I'd go Hines to Eshday after his buy. Um, no, I think Cleary's the clear choice this week. He, I think he'll score the most pretty comfortably here. It'd be very unlikely for him not to at least score a ton against this dog side. Yeah. And as I said, I, you, you couldn't watch this game no. without owning him, without having him as a captain. Yep. Yeah, yeah, oh, it'd be tough. I was prepared to not watch last week if I didn't buy him. And I was, I was completely planning to buy him. I was so lucky that the draw yeah, kissed me on the dick and gave me Moses playing at 6.15 after Cleary. Yeah. Because I had to decide, I, got, I had the chance to see if he was playing and then make the move. You poor Ashday owners. It was the worst case scenario. Yeah. There's another world where the Sharks turn up and Sean Johnson scores 40 and Nathan Cleary plays the next game and goes 170. But believe it or not, if I had a bought Cleary, I actually would have scored better. Because I would have played Lemuel over Moses because I wouldn't have had <laughs> Moses. So if, I, if, like, if, 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 um, Eshda, if uh, Cleary was earlier than Moses, if SJ and Moses were flipped, flipped around there, I scored would have ended up better. scoring better. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I think that's, there's not really much else to touch on with the Panthers. Dill Edwards, I guess you could look at. Um, his bottom last week was the week, though, yeah? When they had the, the first good, first of these two good matchups, in my opinion. He does get better with Nath Cleary, though, in my opinion. He gets a boost. Yep. But, um, uh, yeah. I like Toto. Toto's the sort of guy, pretty good ownership in this um Reasonable ownership, yeah. Yeah. He's actually more owned than you think. But um, nice one to own. Really high base. Uh, I, think, I think Panthers are going to fly home. They should. I hate only owning Cleary in this. He is... Let me just get him up. Also, um, Sorensen in the back row is pretty good in good my option. opinion too. Top is only 13%. Yeah, so I think they're definitely guys you can jump on there. Um, it's just do you have the trades to service it? And I, I personally don't. I'm looking at getting in the super guns right now. And none of them I are. I think everyone is. Yeah, most people are. If you, you're, you're doing really well if you're not looking at getting in for feeder Cleary types this week. Yep. Instead, you're, you're able to buy a Toto or a Sorensen. Yep. For the doggies, Jake Preston reward those who held last week. Could have had a double very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, put down a chance for a free try for kick. Rest of season, are we happy with Jake Preston on the right edge? You don't own him, but... Your perspective on that, because I'm yeah, he'll fine, be fine with it. He'll be fine for 50 to 60, um, with a bit of upside there. Yeah. But I do think he's sellable. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Um, I'd be, yeah, he's definitely sellable. I'd probably try and sit him if you can this way against Penrith, because he will give you 50, but if you have anyone else that can give you more than 50, I'd yeah. take the chance on that, because I'd very unlikely Preston scores this week. Um, for the Sharks, very interesting stuff here. Ronnie Multalo, do we have to sell him? Because I think we do. Yep. He's, um, what's the break? He's about 147 in the 500k range. Blink of an eye, he's going to be 400k with a bad draw. And he's not even really going to be a play on matchups because there's not many good ones. Very there. similar thing happened last year with him, right? Yeah. He really struggled at the end. Ownership spiked Got and really the scores cheap. dropped. Um, 
He scored nine on the weekend. 19 into a nine. It's, you know, he could come out and score 60, get a line break or two like he has the rest of the season prior to these last two weeks. But if he gets a 60, you've still lost. Yeah, I think you sell him. Um, if you can't, that's okay, I think. I think he's okay as a fifth or sixth centre week. He's still, I still don't but love him. How many players do you have left in your team that you that are sellable? There's, there wouldn't be many. Yeah, that's why and I think he's a good option. If I was to take, this is crazy. It sounds crazy. But if I was to take like a Mulatalo at the five hundred k price tag, whatever he is now, with their draw, or you can give me like a Rocco Berry in the centres, I'd almost take a Rocco Berry at my six centre wing rest of the season. Yeah, like I don't think there's much value that Mulatalo provides whatsoever as a no, player that, rest of the season. That's that's definitely fair. Especially if Talakai doesn't yeah. start. I wouldn't mind having a look at how the Sharks look this week. Yeah. Because it actually wouldn't surprise me if he comes out and scores all right. But the last two weeks, it's if you're going to sell him eventually, you have to move this week. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't get a chance to wait. Yeah. So, but if, if you're planning on holding, I, I think, I don't think you're going to really burn yourself too much. You were close to buying him as well for 19. I was. I, I, Very close. And then I would have copped, yeah. Well, I didn't because... I kind of looked at his scores and I'm like, he doesn't really have that great ceiling. He's more consistent scores, but they're all with tries as well. Yeah, tries and breaks. One of the few things I've gotten right this year was to not get him. Yeah. yeah. I didn't deserve this from Mulatalo. No. I, I bought him very early and he did all right as a pod. Like, he actually had consistent scores, but they were with line breaks. Mm. But um, once everyone jumped on it, it's lucky that everyone did jump on it. I didn't cop this by myself. The yeah. scores have just deteriorated. Final thing with halfbacks, Hines, Antipod, do you think you can sell him? Yeah, not now. Um, I, obviously, I want to see how the Sharks look. I think he's sellable round 23. Yeah, have one more look at him yep. and SJ. Yeah, so just, yeah, no, no need to rush it. It's not like SJ is going to get out of reach from Hines. Hines just scored 72 in a blowout um, when he got Simpent. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um yep. Don't if you had Hines SJ this week, what are you doing? Ooh. Because there are... I, I, would, I would have been in this situation if I had um, just held SJ last week. There's a lot that would be. I would sell Hines to Cleary. Yeah, I think I would too. Especially, unless you had like lots and lots of trades. But even then, I'd still say Hines to Cleary. Yep. That's Agreed. the only situation I'd do that though. Yep. Moving on, final point I want to talk about here. Ruben Garrick. Um, on the run home, this Manly team doesn't look good. But I still think he's of quite decent use. Off the top of my head, their last three weeks are pretty nice. They and have some mid matchups. Yeah, Gary still can provide a bit of value here, and he is very highly owned. But if he's one that you didn't own, I'd be worried not I having him in the end of the year. Next week they play the Dragons. They got Sharks, Dragons, Roosters, then they got Panthers and Warriors are tough, but then they follow that with Bulldogs, Tigers. The next two matchups and the final two matchups, you'd Really like Garrick in those. Yeah, he's 100%. He's almost a caption option against the Dragons next week. Like, um, he scored 50 last week with HIA, right? Yep, yep. Went off for 10 minutes, scored 50. It's pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah, no, you're not selling Garrick. I think he's quite helpful. It'll be quite a handy I think piece to have on the way you're home. You're buying him if you don't yeah. have him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Which he's, I think most people have him, but... I think he's someone you'd want to have moving back home yeah. with. Yeah, 100%. He's probably... If I'm thinking centre wing tiers right now... Marju and um, Val way ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. Then Garrick's probably next next in line. Yeah, right there. Chance Garrick types. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Now we'll move on to our pod section. 
The first one here, I'm not going to read out the name first because the numbers themselves look good. He's a starting back rower, 350k, negative 12 break even, 1% ownership, and he based 69 base and power in his last matchup. He does play for the Dragons, and it's Billy Burns, and it's just not the right time in the year for it. But looking at the numbers alone here, it does look quite nice. What the hell? It's interesting. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm reading there. Yeah. Um, when I saw Burns, I'm like, oh, it's not Braden Burns because he's injured. Wow, okay, so he's 350k. It's just not the right time in the year for yeah, a 350k right? 2RF. It's an awkward price. But it's just the numbers are very appealing. It's nice. So comparing him to like a Pierre Cura, I'd much rather take the base in Burns. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, so Ben Murdoch Masilla's dropped out of the side. Jack Bird is on the bench, but Dan Russell is the other starting back rower. Okay. So I think Burns is safe for eighty. Yeah. It's it's not one that you can really look not, at. Not in classic, hard, but, but if he's not rostered in your draft, like get on him as quick as possible. Mm. Wow, I did not notice that that was a that's a good well, He's only played three games all year. Okay. And he's averaging about sixty odd. So he wouldn't he wouldn't have changed in price on that first rise, would he have? This was his not, third not game. Not much, though, because he, he was playing off like the bench. Yeah, he only played a couple like 30-minute games. Yeah, so he, his price would be basically what he started at. He gained 50K last week, oh, 50K. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Quite interesting. So, so he, he, play, he played one game if 60 minutes, he scored 40 points. 80 minutes, he scored 44. And then 80 86 minutes. in 80 the next game. 86 is what he scored? Yeah. Wow. He had a Is couple a try of try or? contributions. Oh, okay. So wow, um, I'm I'm all for it. It's a, it's um, a you, interesting. If you're looking one. at a cut price uh, to RF, because that's the thing. I, I sort of want to make this point. Instead of nothing out, like let's say uh, Billy Smith, if you're nothing him, um, you lose a player. Yeah. Right? Um, you gain what 200k. Yep. If you went Preston to Burns. You don't lose a player, a playable option. You still have Smith, and you're getting um, you're getting Burns, and you fill up the same amount of cash, if not more. Just sort of point that I wanted to make that numbers are handy. Numbers are handy. Sometimes it's better. There was a point um, with instead of going Billy Smith to enough last week, you could have gone Hopgood to Matto or something like that, where you keep the same amount of depth, but you still free up the same amount of cash. I know it sucks because let's say Preston's not exactly a sell. But you're still freeing up cash with keeping depth. So I think it's a really, really important thing to consider. Maybe Burns is, maybe it is the right time of, time of year. Yeah. Maybe it's time to be looking at cut price guys who are going to give you the same scores as guys who they were, like guys who you're selling. So like Preston and Burns, you probably, they score pretty similar. You expect yeah. on the run home. Yeah. 200K, you can free up, use that to bring in for feeder. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a wet field. It sounds very odd. But it, it, it makes sense when you sort of think about it because Billy Smith's probably not the best example because he's not really playable. Yep. But a guy who is playable... He did score 70 on the weekend. Well, that's true. But Instead of nothing. Anyway. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely an option. It's just something to consider. Yep. These next two guys, very much more genuine gun options that are quite appealing to me. First of all, as we mentioned before, Dallin Wateni is a Lesniak, only 6% owned. To get a piece on the end of this back line that will score mass tries on the run home, really nice at 6%. The other one I like here and another back line that I said is probably the best up 
in the game right now. So I think you got the Warriors' right edge is on fire. The um, Knights' left edge is on fire. The Cowboys' left. Murray Talalangi, when he scores tries, he scores them. This year, he's only averaging 53. Yep. Not much base and power there. He's 3% owned. But when he scores them, he'll score well. And a 3%, if you can't afford a Val Holmes or a Scotty Drinkwater, at 600k, pretty much good flat. Talalangi is a good little option to you, you get somewhere group, in there. Um, group Nanai in there as well. As yep. these guys you can get. It's a bit of a hedge in your, in your Cowboys. If you don't own um, Drinky or, or Val. So, yeah, I definitely think it's an option. Yep. Nice little option there. Yeah. Trades and skippers, what are we doing this week? Yeah, so I think I've sort of... This happens to me every week. I've changed my mind over the podcast. <laughs> Speaking about Val Holmes has got me... Yeah, he's probably non-negotiable on this run home. So you're, who are you bringing in for? What, what, Will Kennedy. What's situation? Yeah. So what? Oh, here we go. Okay. So last week I sold Alex Johnson to Tyrone Munro yep. to free up cash. And Munro wasn't named. He's injured. Yep. So, anyway, I've got money. So I'm going Kennedy to either Val or Latrell. Yep. And I'm leaning towards Val Holmes at the moment. Grab Latrell next week. And my other trade is obviously Moses to Cleary. Yep. So Moses to Cleary is straightforward as. Yeah. And then the it's same thing there. between Val and uh, Val and Latrell. And I'm leaning towards Val right now and I'll grab Latrell next week. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Who would you be grabbing Latrell for? Manu. Okay, yeah. I can't argue with it. Yeah, Manu, and it will mean that I will not have Harry Grant. I think that's okay. I think it's okay. If, if, if you want to pick two out of Grant, Holmes, and Latrell on the way home, I think Grant's the one that misses out. Yeah, well, yeah. When you put it like that, it sounds much better. Yeah. And it also means I can keep flexibility in my front row because I wanted to sell Tohu. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I, that that's what I'm probably going to do. My plan's pretty straightforward this week. I am going Moses to Cleary, has to be done. And then Mulatalo goes to Dave Fafita using some dual position with Jack Howarth. Hold my boost still. And moving forward, my plan is I've got nine trades. The guys that I really want to get in, Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, I won't next week for that Tigers game. I don't think I'm going to have the same luck I had anti-potting them in the previous Tigers matchup where they both went just under 100. I think making way for them is a different discussion. Joey Manu will definitely be one. He'll definitely... Oh, so is this next week? Next week, yeah. He'll definitely go to either Cody or Luttrell. And I'm considering going Torhu across to Haas yep. to keep some money spare because I'm going to have to find a way to get to the one that I don't get. So you're getting Fafita in for... Mortalo this Mortalo, week. Mortalo, yep. So these, sense, tra- yep. these trades are locked in. I've only got yep. 100k spare now. So that's the thing. I don't really have the opportunity to go from a bottom-ish dollar guy up, like a mid-ranger. So I'm going to have to sell some guys that are underperforming at the top of their price, which I think Manu and Torhu are. Yeah. So Haas might be one that I look at selling there. And yeah, Manu will definitely go for one of those two. So what if Manu's got a good matchup this week against the Titans? What if he comes down and scores 100? You still selling? At right centre, if Manu scores 100... Because it'll be the same probably, pace, He's man. probably going to score two tries to do that. Yeah. Um, their draw isn't bad going home, actually. Let me pull that up. There's some good ones, yeah. Yeah, there are some decent matchups there. Manu can score well, but if, if he's at 750k at right centre mm. and I can get Trell at fullback at the same price, Cody at the same yeah. price, I might just do it. They got After this week against the Titans, they got the Broncos. Not good. At the Gabba, too. Manly SCG. So is Ponga in your fullback spot? 
Um, no, 5'8". So how are you going to get Cody? How does, how does that work? Because I can move Ponga down to fullback in a centre wing. You can move him down. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. Because i got me yep. in centre wing at the moment. Yeah, that so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. But yeah, the Roosters have the Broncos, the Gabba. Um, Manly at the SCG is a 50-51. Dolphins, you could also put, is probably 50-50 right now with the Roosters. Para isn't a great one at Combank. It's not horrible, not great. And he won't. I don't think he'll burn you. Yeah, Tigers, maybe. Look, if it, South's in the final round. I think right it's 750k. Center. I'm happy to move him. At right centre, he, he's, his ceiling is capped. We know that. Yep. Especially in a Roosters team that's underperforming. I think I'll be more than happy to move him. If he does score well against the Titans, good on him. Mm. I think I'd still be happy to flip to Troll. So they play, they play 3 o'clock. Oh. So I would have liked to have a look at how the Roosters played... Before locking in that I'm going to have to sell him next week. Yeah. Because yeah. it'll be... It'll, oh, well, maybe I can... No, well, I'll, it'll have to be him who goes next week is the problem. So, that's if I get Val. It'll just depend. I'll just sort of have to work it out, play it by ear. Um, I might still end up back on Latrell. It'll just depend on... Because I'm looking... I'm thinking about it now. I'm going to have to field 16 next week. Yeah, with I'll the Warriors. I'll boys. be copying two AEs. So, yeah. so, maybe it's better if I go Grant and... Watrell or Val? Which one would you pick? Watrell. Um, yeah, Latrell's probably lower ownership as well still. And their four games after this Broncos game are very Val just sucks to death right. So does Green, I guess. But um, I'll have to definitely have to work that out. Skippers, um, not much thought going into it. Yeah, it'll be VC, whoever I buy, at fullback. Yeah. And then Captain Cleary. Yeah, so Cleary, you've got to if yeah. you own him. Yeah, yeah. Cleary, 100%. The loopable score for Cleary, um, you probably want at least 150. Yeah, normally, I'll, normally it's has set at like 130-ish, but if someone scored 150 in my VC... I've got no AE nightmares, and I, I weren't that last week that I've got no AE problems. I did, I did too, but yeah. I don't think they are even. I had, you you I got had pretty lucky. Brendan Hands, Pia Cora, and Billy Smith all go above 60, 70. Yeah. It was wild. Whereas I had, I just had Wemmerly and um, oh, what's his face, uh, Egan. Egan. They were they were competing out for my eight. They both scored seventy. So um, yeah, I, I I'll probably loop anything one thirty. Actually, while we're talking on trades and plans for the next couple of weeks, do you think you can run two front rowers on the way home that don't have a buy? Because I might just run Tarpany and Haas. So to free up my cash to get guys like Cody and Latrell next week. Haas does have a buy though. 25. True that. Yeah. That's because the, that's the, the problem. what I was thinking, I could nuff out Torhu Harris and then a guy that's Deadwood like Richie Kenner, I can get up to a Cody. Oh, yeah. So yeah. then I could go Torhu, Kenner, and Manu out to bottom dollar, front row, whoever it is. So you, you'd be and then keeping. Cody and you'd be keeping. Max King for now. But then I could flip King to Haas if I wanted to. Okay. So you'd future. have King and Tarpany. Yeah, next week I would if I had nothing. King also has a buy on the road home. Yeah. So But that's why I'd want to flip here. So when um can you look up when the Bulldogs uh, Bulldogs are twenty three. Yeah. I'm, that I'm makes it so difficult. If Haas was after King, you would have been alright. Yeah, it would have been much easier. If, if um King was before Ha. If King yeah, yeah, if Haas was after King. Like as in Because I need someone to cover yeah, for King. Yeah, you need someone to week. cover for King and then you'll need now you'll need to yeah, so you're gonna end up giving yourself a headache. Um, I'll just quickly look to see if there are any bottom dollar front row guys that I could cover one of those buys for me and give me something, or if it's just cop and AE type situation. Cop who? It might be a free, yeah, 
It could be a free loop situation though because I was really frustrated this last week. I bought well, Max yeah. King, so I covered and made sure I had 17. That's and then right. when Ponga, everyone got the free VC loop with him, mm. I was frustrated. Like, I planned for this and so, everyone just got a free out. I'm just thinking about next week. And Colquhoun, though, I can wait a week. Break-even's only 29 okay. because he's played off the bench, so I can well, yeah, see I think he he's goes. definitely an option. Um, he'll be playing outside Trindle. Um, if he can play, say, 60 minutes there, yeah, I might just do that because they don't have any buys rest of season. AE problem potential? Well, Wilton... What's Wilton? I think he had to have surgery. Okay, so he's probably going for the year. Um, potential little option there, but, yeah, as I said, we can um, wait a week to see what happens there. Just a question. Do you think I'll be able to survive fielding 16 next week? If I've got... Luttrell versus the Tigers. Um, Val versus the Titans, who should score well. So it's not even like free loop situation, no matter what you're going to have. I'm going to be copying an AE and a player down. I have two players in my 17 not playing. I think some players scored well with that. Last week, they did. Last week anyway, didn't they? I might just have to take the hit and hopefully run home. Fly yeah. home well. But anyway, we'll discuss that next week. Yeah. That'll about do us for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Have a good week watching the footy. Um, Hope you all score well. Have a good one. All the best.